As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, it's Megan. Welcome back to the show. This one's going to be a fun one because I have been up to something quite interesting for the last month. I decided to do a little 75 hard. If you have heard of 75 hard, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you've actually done 75 hard yourself. Maybe you've seen us kooks do it and you're like, never, I would never do that. These people are crazy. Um, Maybe you don't know anything about 75 hard and you're wondering what it is. Well, I will tell you, it was developed by a guy by the name of Andy Frisella. He has a supplement company that does extremely well. And I don't, I don't know the whole origin story of 75 hard, but I'm sure it came with something around wanting to get in better shape, wanting to become a better version of himself. You know, it's not a weight loss program. It's not a body physique program. It's not a get in better shape, get healthier program. Uh, It really is in his words, it's a mental toughness program. Although you are going to see physical results that you can actually measure. So the details of 75 hard include you do this for 75 days in a row. You take no days off. If you miss one of the items in the list of what makes up 75 hard, I'll tell you what that is in a minute. You have to start all over from day one again. And I'm going to tell you a couple of stories about starting over. Yes, yes, starting over with 75 hard. So here's what it means to be a player in the game called 75 hard. Got to do two workouts a day. One of those must be outdoors, but you get to decide what those two 45-minute workouts are. You just got to make sure that one of them, you are working out outdoors. Number two, you must drink a full gallon of water every single day. Number three, you must read 10 pages in a personal or professional development book every single day. Uh, Number four, you must be on some sort of diet or nutrition, healthy eating plan. You get to choose whatever you want it to be. Number five, you must take a progress picture every single day. And about the diet of your choice, there are zero cheat meals and you must drink, uh, drink no alcohol. So that also means like no sugar, no desserts. You know, anybody who eats pretty healthy, oftentimes, because my husband and I are like this, we'll eat really, really healthy and then we'll have one cheat meal or two cheat meals a week. And we eat really, really healthy and we'll have one or two cheat meals, no cheat meals. So you don't get to have like pizza on Saturday. It's every single day, every single meal must be healthy. So if you miss any of those, even if you miss your progress picture one day, you're supposed to start back over. Okay, so. 
I've got a number of things that I want to share about my experience with 75 Hard. So how about we start with why I decided to do it? A little bit of backstory. I did a portion of 75 Hard back in 2020. So during the pandemic, we're all in the house. I started 75 Hard, I believe, in March of 2020 because we were getting outside. We were working out. You know, We live here in Florida, so we were going out and about a lot. We were not staying in our houses. The gyms were closed, but they had these outdoor workout areas on playgrounds that were still open. Eventually, they closed those, and we had to figure it out. But we were already working out, and I thought, we live right by a 32-mile bike trail. I can walk all over the place. I can work out outside. I'm going to do it. So I did it back then, and I believe I got about 20 to 25, 26 days in, and I remember getting a bit under the weather for about a week. And I don't, it, the way I, I remember it, it was either a sinus infection or I had some sort of allergic, you know, when you have allergies, when the pollen's out or something, it was something like that, but it was really, really bad. And I remember I was in bed for a couple of days, a lot. So I got kind of, obviously I wasn't doing 75 hard those days. And then I didn't start back. I never started back. I didn't complete it. I got 25 or so days in, got sick, out for a week, didn't start back in day one. Back then, I don't I don't remember what my rationale was or what I was thinking in my mind. So fast forward to uh, end of September this year, 2023. I was at a mastermind event with about 200, 250 other people. And one of the speakers from stage, it was a very short talk, although I had heard this person speak longer earlier in the year. Uh, his name is Sean McCloskey, and he spoke on stage. He was telling a story of one of his clients, and he said that he was asking her some questions about, you know, in terms of how, like, how would you rate yourself uh, in terms of your, the way that you're showing up to these calls or the way that you're implementing what we're talking about? And she was giving herself a score of, I think the example that he used was a four. and. The whole point of the story about this client who was scoring herself a four in the way that she was showing up in the world and on those calls, it was to reveal to us in the audience that many of us, and and oh, I'll say this as well, that I think the client didn't say she was showing up as a four. I think she said a different number that was quite a bit higher. And I think he was like, oh, well, actually, you're showing up as a four. And so the point of that story was to make all of us in the room and everybody in the room is a very successful entrepreneur that we think we're operating at a level eight, nine, or 10 when we're actually operating at a level two, three, or four. And he said that the reason why oftentimes high achieving people will operate that way, it's because your level two, three, or four is other people's level eight, nine, or 10. So by you going out and operating like a level two, a level three, a level four, you can accomplish just as much or more as 95% of other people, they're level eight, nine, or 10. And that struck such a chord with me because it made me remember back to my childhood, my teenage years, my college years. I was heavy in sports. I was, you know, really smart. I was at the top of my class all through school. And I could do pretty much anything that you asked me to do really well. I wouldn't necessarily say I was number one at it or the absolute smashing best at it, 
but I was better at it than 98% of other people. And I didn't have to really work for it. So for example, I could get A's on tests and not really study. I could go beat somebody on the tennis court and not warm up. Um, And I was a tennis player growing up. And in the town where I grew up, I had to play with all the boys because none of the girls could even hit hard enough to play with me or to practice with me. So um, I was very responsible. I was dependable. And I was just good at sports and good at things that I would do. And that doesn't necessarily lend itself in a good way when you become an adult because the mentality is, oh, well, I can like just get by. I Actually, I can do better than getting by kind of doing it like halfway or like three quarters of the way or not really giving my best, not really pushing. You know, for example, if you think about going to the gym, a lot of people say that they work out. Oh, yeah, I went to the gym. I worked out. Were you sweating bullets? Like, were you sweating so much that sweat was dripping off the tip of your nose and hitting the floor below you? Did you work out that hard? Did you work out? Like, did you lift such heavy weight that you get to rep number eight and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do four more and get to 12 because I could just barely do eight. But yet you push yourself and you do four more. Are you working out to the point of failure? Are you pushing yourself beyond what your mind is telling you to do? And are you upping your game every single week at the gym? And if most of us, most of us are being honest, we're going through the motions at the gym. And that's just an example. And if we're going through the motions at the gym, like, look, I go to the gym, I lift weights, I do cardio, but I will be the first one to tell you, I'm not overexerting myself. I'm not pushing myself beyond a limit. I'm not uh, lifting weights to the point of failure, meaning like I literally cannot, like I am straining and shaking and my face has that facial. I'm like gritting my teeth and I'm squeezing my eyes to try to get the weight up. I'm not, I'm not exercising like that. Like let's be honest. I'm not exercising like that. I have, I have in the past. Um, I've had lots of trainers in the past. In fact, my husband has trained me as well because he used to be a personal trainer. But you know, I'm not doing that's not what my workouts look like. Um, could I I'd say my workouts, I am probably operating a level three or four, if I'm being really honest. If I'm being really honest, I probably am. So I just wanted to share that example. So we understand what I mean when I say like a lot of us are walking around operating like a level four. Now we think we might be operating like a level 10, especially in our work, because we're sitting here behind our computers eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, some people 12 or 14 hours a day, and we're doing all the things, but are we actually operating at a level 10? And the answer is probably no. So that talk and that example at the live event in September, it was the end of September, it was the last week in September. It really made me evaluate. It invited me to evaluate every single area of my life, every single area. And I thought, wow, if I continue operating like the the three or four that I probably am in every area of my life, I'm just going to keep producing the same outcomes and the same life and the same results 
in every single category of my life tomorrow and next week and next month and next year and so on and so forth. And so if I really want to create the things I say I want to create, and I can sit here and admit that I'm probably operating at a level three or four in most categories in my life, what makes me think that I'm ever going to create what I say I want to create? And why on earth would I be disappointed or angry or resentful or bitter or worried or doubtful um, when I think about the things that I desire to create that aren't here yet, when it's not possible for them to come to fruition if I'm operating at a level three or four every single day? Like it's, that's just, that's kind of crazy when you think about it. And so if we really want to create what we say we want to create and we want to become a different version of ourselves, which you can, we can all visualize that. We think about that version of ourselves every day. We wish we were that person every day. We wonder when we're going to become that person every day. We, we think about when it's finally going to happen for us, when we really are the answer. We really are the answer because we know who that version of us is. And we also know deep down that we're never going to become that if we keep operating in the same way. And that was very much front and center, right in front of my little nose at the end of September. And so my friend and business partner, Nikki, we were together and we we were talking about the event later that day. And we were asking some other people, like, what was your biggest takeaway? I think maybe that was dinner conversation that particular night. And we both agreed we're not operating at level 10. And so now we have this saying level 10, level 10 energy, level 10, level 10 energy. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What does that mean to each one of us inside of our business, inside of our health, inside of our families and friendships everywhere, the way that we're showing up? What does level 10 look like? What does level 10 look like in the way we think, in the way that we approach day to day, in the way that we respond to things instead of react to things, in the way that we prepare and the way that we provide a service to a client. You can literally run every single aspect of your life through this idea and concept of level 10 energy. And we both said, you know, we got to get our act together physically uh, with our health. And both of us were, it's not like we were sitting at home doing nothing. I mean, I was already going to the gym every day. She was already walking or going to the gym every day. It's not like we weren't doing anything. But we were just maintaining. We were just honestly like going through the motions and, you know, you think you're doing what you're supposed to do. So that's where it came from. And we decided, you know, if we want to have the business we desire to have, if we want to create what we want to create, we have a lot of ideas for other types of businesses that we want to build. Um, And we're both, uh, I think she's 39, I'm 41. We're like, we're not getting any younger. And it's going to require a lot of stamina and endurance for us to create what we desire to create. It's requiring so much stamina and and endurance for us right now. The season that we are in right now is full. I'm not going to say it's busy. It is full for my business partner and I, and also for my family and Sean and I. What we're building, it is a full season. What's a full season mean? Like, I'm there are I look, I'm not a person who like loves getting up at five or five thirty in the morning. I would my natural, my body's like natural cadence is like wake up at like seven thirty. 
I don't, I don't have that luxury right now to wake up at seven 30. Um, because I am a mom, my kid goes to school. So there's no waking up at seven 30. We have things to do, but I've started, and this is not the first time I've done this. I've done this lots of different times throughout my life, setting the alarm at five or five 30 in the morning. Uh, because that really is, I need that extra time just to complete the projects that we are working on and just to continue to build the business that we're building. It's requiring, it's requiring that of us right now. So getting up very early, if you saw my calendar, you'd probably want to just like quit uh, because it is full. There are some days where I have eight or nine calls back to back to back to back to back, uh, still doing some things in the evening. It's full. Um, I love it. I It's the season that we're in. It is required for what we're building right now. Um, so nobody come and tell me that I should be more feminine and I should not be working that much and all the things because there are times when it calls for that. And I love it because it is full of energy. It is full of optimism. It is full of positivity. It is full of leadership. It is full of creativity and imagination. It is full of purpose. It is full of presence. It is full of doing what we are being called to do and being who we're being called to be by God right now in our lives. And we are obeying that and we are following that pathway and we are saying yes to everything that we are meant to say yes to. And it is moving fast. It is moving swiftly. It is showing us the power that we have. It is showing us the strength that we have. It is showing us the stamina that we have. It is showing us the intelligence that we have. It is showing us that something greater than us is working through us to to do what we are doing right now in the marketplace, honestly, in the marketplace. So the timing of choosing to do 75 hard, you may be thinking, why on earth did you choose to do 75 hard? You should just go and relax more and work less. And I, to that, I would say, I would have given that same advice not too long ago myself. In fact, a year and a half ago, I certainly would have given that advice and I had been giving that advice for sure. I have to say, being a product of a person who is in a very full season right now, uh, career-wise, and family, and just all the things that we've got going on that are awesome. We've also moved recently. We moved at the end of August, not too far, just 20 minutes down the road. But to be in such a full season, and then to, to add a layer called 75 hard on top of that, to get two workouts in a day, and in a day, one must be outside. And I also like really play 75 hard full out, I do two very separate workouts. They are one is at the beginning of the day and one is at the end of the day. Oh yeah, there are some days where I haven't gotten my second workout in, the outdoor one until 10 o'clock at night. But you got to get it in. I have to do it. There are some days where I'm like laying in bed at night at 10:30, knowing I have to get up at five or 5:30 and I'm reading 10 pages in a book. There have been times where I have gotten in bed and realized at 11:15 at night, oh no, I forgot to take my progress picture get up, go take the progress picture. Yeah. I've had to do that. Totally had to do that. There have been days where I've had to chug probably two and a half glasses of water right before I get in bed and have woken up eight times in the night to go to the bathroom. You feel tired on the next day when you get up eight times. 
times to go to the bathroom. That's not a good night of sleep. So the timing in my schedule, you would think this is a dumb move, but let me tell you, I have more energy. I have more clarity. I have more creativity. I have more presence. I have more optimism. I believe in more possibility, in more probability. I'm less moody. I have a better attitude. I'm responding instead of reacting. I'm identifying what is most valuable to me. And I can keep going. There are so many other positives to this. Now, I've had some setbacks with 75 Heart. I've absolutely had some setbacks. And actually, I was teaching inside of someone else's program earlier this week. And one of the ladies in this particular group, she just completed 75 Hard. I'm friends with her on Facebook. So I was watching her journey and I could see her posts and I could see her updates and her stories as she was going along. I think I started following along when she was around somewhere around day 50. And I said to her, um, I said, I've, I've been watching you. And I told them I was doing 75 hard. And I said, but I've had some setbacks. I said, I've had to start over two times. And you never want to tell anybody that you had to start over. And she said, she goes, you know what? I had to start over two times as well. She said, my 75 hard, it was actually 100 days. I ended up doing 100 days. I said, well, I'm right there with you because the first time I started over, I got today 15 and started over the very next day. So my day 16 became my day one all over again. And then I got to 10 days in on my second go round and my day 11 became my day one. I think I have that correct. I think I have that correct. So that's 15, that's 25. So I will, you know, assuming I don't start over again, my 75 hard will actually be a hundred days. So let's talk about those setbacks. So I knew, I knew going into it, you know, I had tried 75 hard before. And again, like I said, I don't remember why I didn't jump back in once I was better the following week. If I look at my patterns through history, I could probably answer that question of why, but I don't remember what my conscious decision was, but I know that I have a pattern of when I get going with something that is very positive for me and I miss like one day or something comes up unexpectedly and it throws me off my routine, I don't start back the next day. And that's been that's been a pattern of mine that I've noticed for a really like really long time. And my husband's very good at pointing that out in a loving way too. He's he reminds me of that. And it's true. It's true because I have a pattern of it. So those two setbacks, you know, how did I get back on the train the very next day and like literally not skip a beat. So that's that's called that's a mindset. So when I decided this this time around to do 75 hard, I said, I'm finishing it and I'm finishing it. And when you go into 75 hard, you know, there's a chance that you're going to miss a day. You know, there's a chance that, you know, there's a chance. There's a, of course, there's a chance. You've got a, you've got a chance to, that you're going to have to start over. That's, that's an option. That's one of the options. You're going to have to start over because something's going to happen or you're going to forget And look, I can't cheat either. I'm not a cheater. I'm not a liar. My number one core value is honesty and integrity. So if I don't take a progress picture one day, guess what? I cannot 
live with myself to keep going the next day, like I fulfilled the requirements of 75 hard. I can't live with myself. There's plenty of people who do 75 hard and they don't drink their whole gallon of water or they get, you know, 40 minutes into their second workout, but not 45, or they don't take their progress picture or, you know, they're eating a lot of pasta. Like, sorry, but pasta is not like that shouldn't be on a healthy diet if you're like really doing it. And so I just can't live with myself if I, I just feel like a liar. And maybe that's me. It's no judgment on anybody else. You got to do you, but I just can't do it because how can I sit here and like tell other people to go try it and then like say I did the whole thing and got through it, but I didn't meet the requirements every day, even if it was just missing five minutes, even if it was just like missing that final glass of water. I just can't do it. So, so how do, how do you stick with it? Well, number one, when I just, you know, I said, I decided I'm going to finish, even if I have to start over. I also decided if something happens one day, I will start back the very next day. That one is like critical for me. That's critical based on the pattern that I just told you that I have a tendency to have. I miss one day, totally throws me off, takes me two or three months to get back on track. Yep, it's not good. It's not healthy. So I had pre-decided how I was going to respond to a setback. That's so important in business too. I was just talking to a client about this the other day. She's got a massive live event coming up next week. I will be I will be at the live event. And she's, you know, there, naturally there's things that you're worried about. There's things you're concerned about. You're kind of freaking out about some things. Your mind is just taking you all over the place. And I said, you know what? You're just a few days out. Like, you got to realize that mistakes are going to happen. There are absolutely going to be mistakes that happen. Even though there's been nine months of preparation, things are not going to go exactly how you wanted them to go. Looking back on it, you're going to wish things had gone differently. And you're not going to have any control over some of those things, most of those things. But what you do have control over is how you respond to them. But don't wait until the moment when you are in an emotional high or low to think that you are going to respond in the best way possible in the moment. You know mistakes are going to happen. You know things are not going to go the way you would have wanted them to go. You know people on your team are going to do things in a way that you wouldn't have done them. You know the people are not going to meet your highest expectation. So because you you know that's going to happen because humans are involved why don't you go ahead and decide today that when those things happen how are you going to respond to them what are you going to say to yourself in your mind what's that sentence what's that phrase what's the action you're going to take are you going to take three deep breaths like what is it going to be for you Because those things will not bother you. You'll be undeniably unbotherable when all that stuff happens, when you've pre-decided how you're going to respond because you already know how you're going to respond. And that was really key for me. It was to decide what are you going to do? What do you, number one, what are you going to tell yourself? And number two, what's the action you're going to take when you miss a day? 
And so I already decided that what I was going to tell myself is keep going like you didn't even skip a beat. And number two, I was going to pick it back up the very next day, no matter what. And that's all I needed to pick back up the next day twice. Now, this is a big learning lesson for anybody who is doing 75 hard. Well, there's already a lot of lessons with what I've shared today, but let me share the most challenging part because you're. I think it's really helpful to know why, like what happened the two days that where I had to start over the second day, the next day. So the first time I was traveling and I thought I had it like figured out, but I didn't. So Brighton and I flew up to North Carolina to see my parents and some of our family was in town. We flew up on a Saturday morning. I got all everything in I needed that day on Saturday. Sunday, we went to the state fair. I got everything that I needed done that day. Except when I think back to it, I'm not, I'm like 50% sure and 50% unsure. I don't think I took a progress picture Sunday, October the 15th. And so that would have made me, I would have had to start over on Monday the 16th anyway. Then that evening on the 15th, I got um, a really bad migraine and that lasted all through the night. And then the next day we were traveling again. So I I might've, I might've missed my day on, um, no, I got it in. I got the two workouts in on that Sunday. So it was that Monday. So then we were traveling back that evening. I think our flight left at five 30, but that Monday I had a little bit of work to do. Uh, we had lunch with my family then I had to go straight to the airport. We flew home. I ended up getting home at 8.30. We had to eat all the things. I didn't get that uh, that first workout in that morning because I got up, should have gotten my workout in that morning, then had to get ready, started work, all the, all the things. So, but I'll tell you what I did in my mind Sunday, now that I'm reflecting on this. I kind of decided laying in bed Sunday night that I was okay I was, I was just kind of telling myself, like, there's no way you're going to like do this tomorrow. Like try do whatever you can, but like, it's cool if you have to start over on Tuesday. So I'd kind of made peace with, I knew I was going to start back over all over again on Tuesday. Had I pushed, I could have done it though. That Monday, the headache kind of threw me off a little bit. And the other things that threw me off, and this is really helpful for any of you listening who do something like this, the hardest part of 75 hard, look, I'm going to be honest, it's real. It's actually easy. I actually think 75 hard is easy. All it is is a lifestyle change. And now that I'm doing it, I'm like, why would I ever not do this? I might take like a week or two off, but then I think I should get right back on it and do 75 hard all over again on repeat because it's amazing. It's just amazing. It's a great way to that I think all of us should be living that way. If we're able-bodied people, I think all of us should be doing 75 hard every single day. But here's where it gets difficult. On days where you travel and on days where you are with other people, especially when there other people are involved with making the schedule, that is challenging, very challenging. So that's partially what happened to me that day because I was on six other people's schedule and. I also hadn't communicated with them what I was doing, but it's easy when you work from home every day and your family knows what you're doing. It is like insanely doable to do 75 hard. Like you just weave it into your schedule and you realize 
how much time you're actually spending in your day that you're essentially wasting and it's not adding value to your life. So every single one of us can find at least an hour and a half throughout our day of time that isn't adding value to our lives or making us better or enriching somebody else's life through us. All of us have an hour and a half. There's your two 45-minute workouts. The 10 minutes of reading literally takes you 10 minutes to do. And then you have a big, I have a gallon jug beside me right now. I just sip on it all day long. And it's not hard to go to the grocery store and eat healthy. Like, hello, it's not hard to do at all. Um, I don't drink anyway. So that part was easy. And, oh, I will say this, and I'm sure I'll have mad people at me. Um, Unless you have a dog that doesn't stop to sniff everything every five minutes or that is like super young and just wants to run with you, I would not count a, well, I walk my dog every single day. So that's easy. That's my workout. I don't know about your dog, but my dog is almost 15 years old. And what takes me, I do this certain loop that takes me 12, 11 or 12 minutes to do. It takes me 25 minutes to do with my dog. I That's not a workout. Now, when I'm like hoofing it and it only takes me 11 to 12 minutes, it takes me more than double the time to do it with my dog, which means I'm spending half that time standing there. Not a workout. Sorry, doesn't count. So if you are an able-bodied individual with all of your limbs and ligaments and joints working well, I'm just going to encourage you and give you a word of encouragement. Don't let a dog walk count as one of your workouts. Because here's the way I also look at 75 hard. Like, I'm not just going to go through the motions with 75 hard. Look, I already work out every day as well. I already go out and walk with my husband when he walks his do- walks the dog. But if I'm going to do 75 hard, I'm going to do 75 hard. I'm not going to do 75 hard in a way that it already fits in my schedule and I'm just having to add like 15 extra minutes on my dog walk. You didn't have to change anything. You didn't have to change anything about how you are spending your time. I want it to force me to have to change the way I'm thinking, the way I'm approaching my day. I want it, I want it to force me to have to improve. I want it to force me to have to be better. Because if I can't do it with 75 hard, you think I'm going to do that in my business? You think I'm going to do that in my family life? You think I'm going to do that in my friendships? You think I'm going to do it in every other area of my life, but I don't do it with 75 hard? Like it really just calls you out on your stuff, honestly. And if you're somebody who is willing to be confronted with the fact that we're operating so below what we're capable of, then it's great for you. It's amazing for you. So I know I got off on a tangent there, but the challenging parts are when you're around a lot of other people and you're traveling and there's a schedule. So for instance, it's going to be so fascinating to see what my week looks like next week. So I've got to pre-decide this in my mind. I'm doing this like right now live with you. I have to pre-decide in my mind that I'm doing it next week and getting through it every single day, no matter what. And I've got to map out a schedule for how I'm going to do that. And I'm going to have to be really smart about it. And I'm going to have to get some, I want to ask somebody to do it with me, which I've already done. At least getting the two workouts in a day. Because if I can get somebody else on board with those two workouts, the other stuff I can figure out really easily. So I'm traveling. 
I leave on Sunday morning at 7 a.m. I don't come back until the following Sunday and I get home at like 4 p.m. So I have two cross-country flights, which when you drink a gallon of water, I literally go to the bathroom two times an hour and I hate getting up on planes to go to the bathroom. Also, I'm attending two different... Oh, and I have a flight on Wednesday from California to Vegas and I'm attending two live events. That gallon of water is going to be the toughest. The gallon of water will be the toughest. The reading, easy. The workouts will be slightly tough. But what I decided is if I get up at five, do my first workout in the gym, then do my second workout at night, which will be a nice walk because I've got to do that outside, then I can get my workouts in. The water is going to rock me because I go to the bathroom a lot and I also need to go to the bathroom quickly when I have to go to the bathroom. So it's not like I can sit there for an hour and hold it. And like I said, I'll go to the bathroom like two times an hour, but I'm at a live event. Um, And at both of them, I have a role at the live event. One of them I'm speaking at. So what I may do is try to chug like half my gallon in the morning and then chug as much as I possibly can at lunch and then chug as much as I possibly can at dinner. So I'm going to have to get a lot in, a lot in, because I can't sit there and stretch that out all throughout the day or else I'm going to be the person getting up 14 times throughout the day, which is distracting for people. So as you can see, and I've and I've already found the person who's going to do the workouts with me every day. So it's when you're around other people, there's another schedule, travel days, that's when it is the toughest. But honestly, if you're working from home every day and your family knows about it, it's not that hard to get to get all the activities in when I but I do think we should all be pushing ourselves. So um I'm gonna end with this. What are the five things that are helping the most to get through 75 hard? Number one, and I've, I've said most of these, but we'll do this in closing. Number one, I decided at the beginning I was going to finish it no matter what, even if that meant I started over and I don't care how many times I start over, I will finish it. Uh, number two, uh, ha- um, do it with somebody. It's been helpful because my business partner's doing it as well. It's been really helpful to know that somebody else is doing it because I don't want to let her down. So if I stop and give up, it lets her down and she might be less likely to finish as well. So buddy system is great. Number three, make sure your family knows what you're up to because they will actually be very supportive of you. Uh, Number four, telling other people even outside your family. So making it public is helpful. And then number five is falling in love with the process, not the prize. So this whole episode, I've talked about the process not just like, oh, what my body's going to look like when I'm done or, you know, losing like five pounds or toning up. Like I haven't said any of those things, although those things will be byproducts, but it's the process that I've um, talked so much about today that you have to fall in love with the process because you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have do-overs. You're going to have start-overs. You're going to have things that don't go the way you want it to go. There are going to be challenges. There's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be problems that you have to figure out solutions to. There is the public. You know, If your family knows you're doing it and anybody else knows you're doing it, and then you have to tell people that you missed a day because you didn't take your progress picture or whatever, there's that involved with it. So it's falling deeply in love with the process, not the prize. 
And all these things you can take into any other area of your life, not just with 75 hard. So it's very synonymous to how we are leading ourselves and leading our lives and leading our businesses and and leading our teams and leading just the way that we go about life and living. To me, this has very much been a lifestyle. I wouldn't say lifestyle shift necessarily, although I guess it could be a lifestyle shift. But 75 hard shows you the type of lifestyle that you can have, that you're equipped to have, and that you you really do want. You know, you want to be effective. You want to be efficient. You want to be productive. You want to be present. You want to be purposeful. You want to be the best version of yourself. Well, it's things like 75 hard that gives you the roadmap when you follow it to be to actually become that. And I am someone who does very well with roadmaps. In fact, my business partner and I created a 75 hard for our business because we're like, man, this is so helpful for us because we like to follow systems and we like to follow follow a process and really enjoy the process. And there were some things that were like not going the way we wanted it to go on the business side. And we're like, well, if we know this about ourselves, why don't we just create something parallel to 75 hard, but make it all about business. And so that's what we did one day last week. And that's been really cool too. So there's my 75 hard journey so far. I am 32 days in, but technically two of those days didn't count. So I had to start over twice. Um, So I'm technically, I think, I think this is day five. I'd have to go back and look. I'm on day one, two, three, four. Yeah. Today is like really my day five, which could have been my day, could have been my day 32. Should have been my day 32, could have been my day 32, but today is really my day five. So how about this? I'll come back maybe once a month and update on the 75 hard journey, maybe uh, every six weeks. We'll do a part two and a part three on the 75 hard journey, and I'll keep you posted on how it's going. Hope you love today's episode. If I encourage you to go do 75 hard, go do it. If I encourage you to do 75 hard harder, go do it harder and share this out. If you know of anybody who could really benefit from hearing this, share it out on your social media channels, tag me so I can see that you shared it. Leave us a review. That would be so helpful. And whether you share it or leave us a review, it 100% helps us increase our listenership, which is the pretty much the only way that we increase our listenership. So much appreciation to you for sharing this out to friends and family. And until next time, maybe you'll start 75 hard between now and next week. (laughs) If you do, send me a message and let me know. But until next time, remember to design your business and life so that it is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.